Gunners and Ali. Gunners and Ali on the wave. Morning, Ali. Oh, hello. It is Friday, the best day of the working week for us anyway, because that means, you know, the weekend's here. We get to mm-hmm. sleep in past four o'clock and it's looking great. And a special bonus today. We've got a special guest. We have a very, very special guest. Coffee. <laughs> no, the other guest. Oh, you mean our premier, Mike McGowan? <laughs> yes, that oh, one. Yeah, of course, of course. So we'll be catching up with him just after seven o'clock to have a bit of a chat about all things WA, basically. Absolutely. Very excited about that one. Now, the secret sound, that's really getting up there. Today's your last chance to win that 600 bucks. Is it six or 700? It's 600. It's 600, yeah. okay. And did you hear Australia and New Zealand are set to host the 2023 yes. FIFA Women's World Cup? Congratulations. What a get. That's absolutely amazing. They won the bid 22 of the 35 votes from the FIFA Council, so nice one. going down, I think, in Sydney. And a billion people expected to watch it in 2023. It's going to be good. Now, some call him Mr. 89%. Some call him awesome. Some even call him dad. But to the rest of us, we call him Premier or Legend. Our special guest this morning is the Premier of WA, Mark McGowan. Good morning, Premier. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's a nice introduction, but I like to call him the Rona Slayer, protector of the West. <laughs> no? Bit too Game of Thrones? Too Game of Thrones, oh, sorry, Ellie. sorry. Uh, I'm slightly embarrassed here, so thank you for the nice words. <laughs> now, the important questions first, Premier, the hard-hitting ones. Mullets. They've been in the news lately. Did you have a mullet? No, I've never had a mullet. I had slightly longish hair when I was at school and university, mm-hmm. uh, but I never went full mullet. <laughs> you never, you know, you never. I, I never, I never went the full way. <laughs> Long all over. Oh, that's funny. And of course, um, you were stationed at Garden Island here when you came over from over east, and you were a legal officer. So no mullets were allowed in the navy back then, right? You, it was a clean shaved head, right? Well, not clean shaved, but you you had to have short hair. Yeah, short back right. and sides. Clean shaved was not required, uh, <laughs> but uh, short hair, yeah, no, mullets were not, not the done thing in the Defence Forces. No, no. no. I don't think I've seen anyone in the Defence Forces with a mullet, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I think it's number ones. I think people go number ones or number twos uh, mm. with a haircut. No mullets, uh, yeah. Yeah, I went like number twos around the back and sides, a bit longer at the front, pretty like I do now. Nice. My, right. uh, Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't hold it against people if they want to have a mullet. They, they tell me mullets are coming back a bit. They were really big back when I was, you know, when I was young, but they're apparently making a comeback. Yeah, there's the mullets that uh, John Farnham and Ivor Davies from Ice House used to wear. Now there's this new style. It's sort of a mullet, but it's a, it's got a little bit more of a feral vibe about it. I've seen some pictures on the news lately, and it, that that doesn't remind me of the traditional mullet I remember. They're always evolving, though, the mullets, right, Premier? Well, they are. You know, there's been lots of studies, been lots of analysis and studies and academic work done on this as to uh, how they have um, how they have evolved over time and what the social implications of them are. But um, I, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm a bit old now to have one, so I'm, I'm pretty much past the, the potential mullet stage. Yeah, we definitely love your hairstyle. You're rocking it. Past. Yeah, my mullet years have passed. My mullet years have passed. Now, yeah. we would love to talk about your amazing leadership here in WA. What made you most proud about the people of WA during the last few months? Uh, over the last four months, it's a, the way everyone, despite the hardship, embraced changes that we had to make. And so people have just been fantastic. And I can't, I can't congratulate people enough. Even people who are due to... Um, you know, who was doing it tough in terms of losing their jobs or their businesses, lost a lot of customers or even had to close. People have been really, really understanding. 
Now, your polling is absolutely off the charts, hence your, well, one of your nicknames, Mr. 89%, 89% approval rating. You're the most popular Premier in the whole of WA. Is there anything over the last few months that you would have done differently? Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think you've done a pretty good job, Recovered. I uh, wouldn't have done anything differently. Um, that's always a tough question. I haven't thought about that. You sort of just go one day to another and just try and do everything properly. Sure. Um, I mean, it wasn't really my call, uh, but uh, I would have liked to us, us to have shut down international travel a bit earlier than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a Commonwealth thing. Um, but had we done that, we probably would have had fewer people leaving and coming back with the virus and that that might have been easily easier to manage, but that, I, I don't blame them for that. This, this is an unprecedented, completely unusual thing that you can't really prepare for, and it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And one day you got a full diary, and you're dealing with opening or starting rail lines, and announcing important social programs, and getting a budget ready. And the next day, that's all out the window, and you're doing a whole bunch of other things. So yeah. I don't blame them for that. Yeah, yep. Now the hard borders—that's been a very hot topic here, and this affects you personally because your parents are over east. So it's not like you're just going, you know what, hard borders. I'm just here in my little WA bubble. I mean, this does affect you personally as well, not being able to travel interstate. But it's a very smart thing that you're doing to keep us safe. Well, yeah, my mum and dad live in country New South Wales, as does my brother. That's where I finished high school. Um, but they—they um, they understand. And um, my mum and dad are, you know, in their early 80s, so they've been quite worried about their own health. So, you know, they're, they're very understanding. It's actually very sad for many people because they do have family over mm-hmm. east or they do rely on, want to go and see their friends or what have you. But it, it's a trade-off. Um, mm-hmm. As we've seen, there's been community spread of the virus over there, so we've tried to keep our people here safe, and as soon as it's safe to do so, well, then we can open the border. I, I guess that's a really hard balance, isn't it? It's jobs versus freedom. You you, you want to get the, the ball rolling as far as the economic side of things, but you've got to also keep in mind that um, COVID-19 is such a rapidly spreading virus that you, you've, you've got to sort of manage the two, but very hard to do. Well, very rapidly spreading overseas. Uh, there is community spreading in the east, but not, not, nothing like it is overseas, uh, which brings into question how we can get international borders ever open again. I can't actually see when and how that's going to happen at this point in time. Uh, obviously, it will one day, but I don't know how at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's a rapidly evolving situation. Australia has been very, very lucky if you compare us to other countries. You know, we were facing a situation where 300,000 plus people were going to die. So we clearly at this point in time avoided that. And uh, we just got to keep doing the right thing and practicing appropriate hygiene and all that sort of stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll get through it. I've got another important question for you for the kids, actually. Obviously, the Easter Bunny was given the okay to come across borders at Easter. Now, does that apply for Santa and the elves? Yes, no, I've looked into that. Um, We've had some advice from the public sector from the COVID coordinator and she's advised that Santa can come. So oh, um, yep, we're great. very pleased. We're very pleased. The <laughs> elves, I haven't, sought, I haven't sought formal advice on the elves. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Uh, the elves. We got some advice on the Tooth Fairy and uh, he or she, again, we've been unsure as to which the Tooth Fairy is. Right. But uh, the Tooth Fairy's permitted. Santa's permitted. I'll go back and talk about the elves. Yeah, you better get on the elves situation. Oh, the reindeer. reindeer. Of course. Yeah, reindeers. We haven't got any advice on reindeers either. So Santa has to come by international flight. Well, he's going to be in trouble because we don't have... (laughs) So... Yeah, we'll have to get an invention for this. So, so, Mark, I believe you're off to the Swinging Pig in Rockingham tomorrow. Apparently, if your name is Mark, you get a free meal, and if you rock up at the Swinging Pig tomorrow, everyone gets a beer. The pressure's on. 
I am going tomorrow. Not sure what time yet. Um, That's it. Keep them guessing. Yes, I, I want to keep them guessing. I don't want there to be any strife there. Um, but um, I used to go there a lot, actually, when I was, when I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mates and uh, I used to head over there on a Thursday night uh, with a band, and we used to have a great old time. Used to be more known as the Leisure Inn back then. Yes, so. that's right. Yeah. But anyway, I'll be back there. I'll be back there on Saturday. And whoever's name is Mark gets a free meal. They've got to produce ID, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, whoever's there when I get there gets a free beer. So I hope people enjoy it. That's incredible. Now, just a quick question before you go. What kind of beer do you like? Are you a craft beer drinker, lager, Guinness? What's your flavour? I quite, oh, you know, I'm getting more refined in my, I get older. And yeah, sort of craft beers and the um, German beers, I really like them. And pale ales, I like them. So, yeah, I'm getting more upmarket as, <laughs> as the years go by. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm not sure what the swinging pig serves these days, but I'll say. Pretty much everything, I well, think. Yeah, I think everything. And you can also get your free kebab because you get a free meal because your name is Mark. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't, think you ha- I don't think you have to worry about the ID, Mr McGowan. I think everyone knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Enjoy the swinging pig and thanks for taking the time to speak to us this morning. Thank you. Take care. Ali's Random Facts. So in 2016, KFC decided that they were going to launch a finger licking good nail polish. What, like a scratch and sniff sort of thing? It was edible, came in two flavours hot and spicy and bright orange, and original in a chicken skin nude colour. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So the premise was right. You coat your nails in the Colonel's secret recipe and it was totally edible. I'm talking you could eat it. Catch was it was only good for one use and once opened it had to be thrown out after five days. Needless to say, Gunners, it didn't go down well and after media testing, the prototype never made it to the shelves. This all was in Hong Kong, by the way. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Finger licking good just went to a whole new level. So which one would you go for, original or hot and spicy? Hot and spicy all the way, but not in nail polish, just in my chicken, thanks. And that's Ali's Random Facts here on the way. What's the secret sound for 600 bucks? It's flipping the lid open, the clip-top lids on the tubes, flicking the lid open. What made you come to that conclusion, John? Um, listening to the sound and what you said, you have to do this to use me, so you've got to flick that lid open to be able to use it. I'm really glad that you didn't say a stapler. I'm just so happy. <laughs> or a hole punch. Now, has it paid off? That's a big question. Gunners? Um... Woo-hoo! John, 600 bucks coming your way, buddy. It actually is flipping the lid of a hand sanitizer. Okay, John, 600 bucks. What are you going to do with that? I'm actually in the process of adopting a new dog. Um, so that's going to go towards paying for him. Fantastic. What sort of a dog are we getting? German Shepherd. <gasps> nice. That is a fabulous way to spend your winnings. Thank Good. you very much. Thank again, Ceramico Tiles and Bathrooms in Rockingham for sponsoring The Secret Sound. And John's very happy about that too because he's just won 600 bucks. Well done. his doggy. Now, good news tomorrow. Stage four restrictions, Ali, come into effect. Absolutely. The easing of restrictions will take effect tomorrow. Everyone's excited. It means limits have been removed for all gatherings. So if you had that big 40th planned or something like that and you had 400 people you wanted to invite, you can. Can you? Do it. Sweet. Yep. You can also stand up and drink at the bar. doesn't sound as good as the party with 400 people, but if you so choose, you can stand up and have a drink at the bar instead of having to sit down. Shoot the breeze with the bartender. My husband will be very happy about that. He likes to lean on the bar. Also, another thing where you can stand up, live music and concert hall. So they are all opening back up. The arts is going to get a nice injection there of uh, live performances. We can go see music stuff again, which is exciting for me. Alanis is coming in November, as we know. Now, correct 
correct me if I'm wrong, gyms are open now. Yeah, they but are. the 24-hour gyms, they're going to be open again. So basically, if you want to work out at 3am in the morning, you can. Yeah, because no staff are needed now. So right. that's really cool. So if you're a 3am worker, you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to pop into the gym before work. Well, you can do it. Don't Sweet. know why you'd want to work out at 3am. <laughs> but if it's your jam, totally cool. Also, yesterday, no cases of corona, no new cases. We have four active cases in WA, but they're all, you know, from international travel or something like that. Yeah, so it's right. pretty cool. And thank you again. Premier Mark McGowan caught up with him early this morning. I still think of him as the Rona Slayer Protector of the West. Thank you. <laughs> well done, Mark. Well played. And, of course, if you want to see him live in person, Swinging Pig in Rockingham, <laughs> I think there's a good chance he'll be there sometime it's tomorrow. Be packed. Isn't it? Yep. <laughs> now you can have Gunners and Alley anytime, day or night. Podcasts at 917thewave.com.au.